Welcome back to Marriage Monday. This is the point of our day where we try to build our marriages one Monday at a time. And so today we're talking about tension. I think tension is tremendous. I think tension is a gift. But when it comes to tension, oftentimes marriages will look at tension as a fit, something that's going to rip them apart and break up their marriage. And so quite often, instead of embracing tension, couples will reject it or simply ignore it. And the problem with the tension is you really can't ignore it for too long because at some point, something's going to break, something's going to snap. Now, when I think of tension, my brain goes toward working out because when you work out, you need to have good tension. There's no point that if you are somebody who can curl 40-pound dumbbells, there's no point in grabbing a two-pound dumbbell, doing a rep of 10, and then walking away thinking, okay, I lifted a weight, I've worked out. The reality is you got nothing out of it because there was no tension. Now, granted, if you did 100 or 200 curls with that, that one small dumbbell, that could be a different story because after about, I don't know, 90, 100 curls, you would actually start feeling tension because it's the tension that does the work that we need done. The tension of that muscle as it's being worked out begins to kind of pull apart. I've even heard people talk about how it rips apart. And when you begin to rehydrate and you put protein in your body, all of a sudden that muscle begins to heal. And because the tension pulled it apart and then it's fed properly, all of a sudden that thing that was once weaker becomes stronger. That's what happens in our marriage. And so we need good tension. We need to grow good tension. How do we grow good tension? Let me give you just three simple steps. First of all, there has to be mutual respect. There has to be mutual respect. If you want good tension in the relationship and to work through it in a good and healthy way, you have to have mutual respect with each other. Secondly, you have to have acceptance. I'm talking about the idea that you accept your spouse for the type of personality and individual they are. I'm not talking about I have to accept abuse or I have to accept evil activity. I'm talking about accepting your spouse as a human being and the personality they are and the person that God made them to be. And then there's a third very, very important key, and it's called self-awareness. But this one has a two-way street. Because self-awareness allows you to know yourself, to understand yourself, your needs, your preferences, your tendencies, your feelings. But because it's a two-way street, self-awareness also is aware of your spouse. It's understanding them, their needs, their preferences, and their tendencies. Good, healthy self-awareness is not selfish. It is a two-way street so that when you are ready to go through tension and you've got mutual respect, You've got acceptance and you've got this two-way street of self-awareness. It takes the thing that is breaking up some couples and it's causing your, your marriage, your relationship to get stronger. The muscle's getting pulled apart, but it's being put back together and it's a stronger thing. So here are three areas that I think can be some great examples of good tension in your marriage. Number one is personality traits. I love talking about personality traits with couples because quite often I hear from couples that will say, like my spouse, I don't like the personality, it's wrong, or I've had people say their personality was evil. Um, personalities, I think, are just, they're, they're, kind of, they're kind of binary. They're not good or bad, they're just, they just are. They exist. And I don't think the wrong or evil, can evil things be done or wrong things be done through someone's personality? Of course, but it's the personality that kind of makes them who they are. And so instead of trying to change a spouse into a personality that may be more appealing or desired by yourself, 
What if you got to know their personality better? You started embracing it. You started learning how to, to communicate with it, uh, to assess what they're actually saying. What, how are they processing things? What are their love languages? And learning how to embrace that tension to allow that to be a strength of your relationship. What about this other one? Here's a great place of tension, perspective. Or maybe we can say opinions or even preferences. Pick whatever word you want. They're really all the same thing. And if we can pick on maybe an area, let's pick on politics, where your spouse may have one perspective, they can have some political opinions and preferences, you may see things differently. The goal isn't that they have to see not just your perspective, but they have to embrace it and believe it. Uh, you're going to get yourself into some bad tension. But what if, what if, instead of trying to change them over to see everything and then to believe everything, what if you had this tension for which you were able to talk about your differences? for which you can embrace each other's opinions, appreciate each other's opinions, to see and understand their preferences from their point of view. Could it change one person or the other person in terms of their preferences or opinions? It's possible, I guess. I think it is possible. I've got some friends who have some different political views than, than myself, and we've talked, we've even debated, and I've walked away feeling like a better human being because I didn't try to change them. I feel like I understand them more, and they've helped me kind of shape my political views, and then vice versa. I hope I've done the same. But in marriage, good tension begins to unlock these areas to help us to be more flexible, open-minded, and pave the way for us to be together as a team. Here's a great one right here our backgrounds or our upbringing. I think this can be a place of phenomenal, phenomenal tension. Why? Because most likely you and your spouse grew up differently. I know at least you had different parents, different families. And something that many young couples don't always get is that when you are in a place of stress, most of the time you default toward all that you knew. For example, um, when my wife and I got married, I was 22, she was 20, and whenever we got angry or frustrated, upset, the tension would push us back to this default of, well, this is, I'm going to deal with this how I grew up. She wanted to deal with things how she grew up. And so we, you tend to resort toward your background and your upbringing. And even though I've been with my wife now, let's see, we've been married almost 25 years. That'll be just in a couple months. Um, I could say I've been with her longer than I was living with my parents, but there's still stuff that comes up out of me because of background and upbringing. You can't erase it. You can't get rid of it, but you can work through those tensions, even if they're the opposite ends of the spectrum. They are a great place for growth when you learn how to leverage the good tension. And the last one, and I think this is great, is cultural tension. Now, we can talk about the cultural tensions that we just enjoy in America. The, maybe the tension is you grew up in a rural area and your spouse grew up in an urban area. Maybe somebody grew up suburban and the other one grew up um, on a farm. And there's just cultural differences on how you navigate life. You look at finances, the way that the pace for which you live, all of those type of things. There's cultural tensions that come into play. They're not wrong. They're not bad, but they're necessary to work through. Or maybe your spouse is just of a different nationality, and that's brought in a whole different set of cultural tensions. I love, love my daughter and my son-in-law. I was just saying this last night that I cannot imagine life without my son-in-law in my life. I love him so much. 
He was born in Pakistan, came over at four years old, and lived in Portage before we moved here. And that's where him and my daughter met. They went to school. They graduated together. And yet when they dated, and even in the marriage, we've had a lot of great conversations about cultural differences, things that um, he really enjoys from his Pakistani background that he wants as a part of his family, which is a part of our family. And likewise, he's asked questions. And my daughter is one of the things that have been a part of our culture involved in their family. And so oftentimes we can look at those differences and just think, well, boy, that could be a thing that really breaks up the couple. But when I have watched their lives, I am so proud of how strong they are, how healthy they are, because instead of ignoring the tension, instead of allowing it to push them to different perspectives and to different uh, areas of their marriage, they've come together and they've embraced that. And I believe it's become a tremendous strength within the relationship. So today, would you have a conversation with your spouse? Begin to talk about maybe some unhealthy tensions that are in the relationship and ask yourselves, how can we work through those? Here's where you start. You start with mutual respect, with acceptance, and with that two-way street of self-awareness. Because when you work through theirs, through those things, then you can get to the place where you can look at any one of any other area, whether it's personality, opinions, background, culture, whatever it is, you can look at that and you can say, this is our opportunity to grow the strength of our relationship. That's all I've got for you for today. Have a great Marriage Monday. We'll see you next week. God bless.